Hello and welcome to Cross Street Coaching. I'm your host, Jason, from Hawthorne Union. This show is designed to be bite-sized information on personal growth, career, and leadership development, and professional coaching. All right, we're back with another episode of Cross Street Coaching, where we find out the people who support and develop other people, how do they develop themselves? And with me today is Annie. And Annie, how would you like to be introduced? Annie Gelfag would be good. Annie Gelfag. <laughs> Just Annie Gelfag. Annie Gelfand? Gelfand, okay. Yes, Annie Gelfand, and I'm an ICF Master Certified Coach. I've been coaching since 1997, um, and I really help driven coaches to develop their own coaching mastery skills so that they can be much more effective change makers out in the world. Wow. Awesome. Effective change makers. Where do you see the benefits of that? Well, Jason, in this day and age, with the level of dysfunctional communication out in the world, the benefits are endless. Um, I have noticed, and I'm sure you would agree with me, that the types of conversations that are taking place on this planet are revealing a, 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 a kind of a sort of a disrespect and a lack of honoring of each other in boundaries in so many different areas. And what I love about coaching and why I have always been drawn to coaching is the mutual partnership, the respect, the honoring The sense that, especially at an MCC level with ICF, this is what has drawn me to Coaching Mastery in particular. The more we develop our coaching skills, the less we actually know about who we're coaching. It really is a partnership, um, willingness to dive down deep. My, My observation has been that If we are looking for sustainable change, and usually that's what we care about, that's why, you know, clients come to us for for coaching. Absolutely. To be, you know, to stick around, right? We don't want it to be just great intention. We really want the change to stick. And so for that change to stick, it's not enough to coach them at a superficial level. So I love using this example because it just explains it so beautifully. All right. A lot of, a lot of uh, clients can come to us saying things like, um, I want to lose weight, mm-hmm. right? And so at an ACC level or even at a PCC level, the coach might go, okay, great. So we're, you know, let, let's talk about, you know, you losing weight and what kinds of structures might help you do that. And um, at an ACC level, they'll go, okay, you know, so we're, we're, what are we looking for that, you know, you know, you're going to lose weight and what kind of uh, program will help you lose weight. And so the, you know, we take what the client is offering at a surface level and then we deliver it to them at that surface level. But if you've ever tried to lose weight and most people on this planet have at different (laughs) points in their life, it's not that easy. You know, it's it like, I think most of us know intuitively what's good and not healthy for us. And yet still, we can eat chips and hot dogs and all sorts of junk food and and go, what the heck? I know not to eat that, but we don't understand what's driving us. And so that's 
what I love about the MCC or the masterful coach level. It doesn't have to be an MCC. You don't have to be an MCC to be masterful. But mm-hmm. what we're really aiming for is mastery, though, to really uncover the underlying uh, motivations and driving factors that make us choose what we choose. So when we're working with a client, we go down underneath what's important about losing weight. What do you think is going to change when you have that weight loss? So that's the kind of thing we really uncover. Interesting. Interesting. I love how the the black belt of coaching really shows the awareness all the way from the beginner and how it kind of evolves. Because I, I think you're right. As an ACC, I probably would start to dive in and say, okay, well, how, how do you want to do this? Right. And, and this is so I personally, and I know a lot of people won't necessarily agree with me on this, but I really feel that we should begin our credentialing process at an MCC level because mm. it is so effective at sustaining change. When we get underneath the driving factors that cause us to make the choices that we make, then it is an intention that actually gets put into action. And that's where the rubber hits the road is when our actions match our intentions. Yeah. And so as an MCC, as you have seen progress and seen different levels of client, what is it about the actions that you're inspiring or co-collaborating with that makes change last versus maybe other support venues? So an action for the sake of action on its own is, you know, you can still get off a phone call with, with, um, with your coach and have a list of things to do that you really, I'm going to do this, you know, and maybe you do it for a day or two. It's like those new year's resolutions that so many people make, right? Mm -hmm. Those new year's resolutions, like I'm going to go to the gym every day for the next, you know, year. And I'm going to go, I'm going to eat healthy. And all of these things are so well intended, right? But how long do they actually last? So you can make an action. You might actually go to the gym for a week or two. How long are you actually going to the gym? And I think one of the common things on the subject of weight loss is that people do lose weight for a period of time. But there's also many stories of people regaining it after sometimes extended periods of time of actually having the the weight off. So what would you say is going on specifically in that type of behavior, even if they've conquered that mountain, and then we're going to, you know, a year or two later? Well, I, I don't want to get too stuck in the weight loss um, analogy. Absolutely. We can move on my, from that. <laughs> yeah, I'm just I, I mean, I can answer you from what I know, it's not my level of expertise, weight loss, particularly, it mm-hmm. was just a really good metaphor. For Absolutely. What I noticed, right? Essentially, I would say, though, that, um, you know, I think that's what happens for all of us is that we really, really mean well, we really want to, you know, whether it's losing weight, whether it's eating better, whether it's spending more time with our kids, whether it's getting outside and going for a walk, it really doesn't matter what that good intention is. It's the thing that we're missing is what really is important about that? What is the thing that makes that something that bugs us when we go to sleep at night or wake up in the morning and go, damn, I didn't do that, right? It's Mm -hmm. getting underneath that. It's uncovering that. 
Is it important what the goal is, or is it important how the client internalizes their connection to it that makes the change and the actions last? Well, I'm not really sure what you mean by internalize. What well, What do you mean? Well, so you know, regardless, he said, "Hey, it's not really weight loss, and you're not weight loss." So let's say it's something like spending more time with their family when their family is spread out throughout the state. And again, it's the same example. People make make changes, and they have one year, and they send all the Christmas cards, and the next year, other things come up. So when you're working with clients, what is it that is happening? On the client side, either in their mind or in their heart, that are you seeing true change that lasts? Well, you know, it's, I think coaching really is truly holistic. And what I mean by that is we're all really unique individuals. And what drives one of us may not drive another. And so really entering into the arena of coaching as a masterful coach means I don't know anything Mm. about my client. And that I'm also an assessor for ICF. And one of the things that I have noticed is that it's hard to come to a client's call from a coaching perspective without knowing, simply because We've been trained to know. When we think back to the very beginning of our educational system, how okay was it for you to use the words, I don't know? Not very often. (laughs) Right? Like I'm thinking back, I'm thinking back to when I was learning math and my brain would just go into, you know, go into paralysis when my teacher would call on me. It didn't mean that I didn't know anything, but I couldn't access it. And so I think, If you look at every single profession and every single way we've been in our Western society, I I won't speak for the whole world. Maybe educational systems are different in other cultures. I'm sure they are. But certainly in ours, it's not okay to not know. So when we get hired by a client, coaches want to deliver value. They want to keep being hired. And they think that the, the way they get hired is by giving the client what they want. And usually clients say, I don't know, or I don't have the answer, you tell me. And that's what a lot, especially if they're not a coach. Coaches know that, you know, that's the job. Our job is to dig out the answers. Our clients are nuggets of gold that are hidden underneath that our job is to excavate them out. Right? True that. So, Andy, we kind of hit the ground running talking about a myriad of topics, but I'd like to be, I'm interested in why you agreed to come on the show and talk with me today. Well, I'll be really honest with you. Diana, Diane is um, one of our uh, guests on the Essence of Mastery Summit. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so that is an annual online conference for coaches that is specifically devoted to cultivating coaching mastery skills. Um, Back in 2009, when I was ready to apply for my MCC, I had been coaching since 1997. So I thought, ah, this is a no brainer. I'll just, you know, and in those days we had to do one recording. We would submit one recording, a client recording, and then do one live coaching exam, like be coach or examiner with an observer. Mm -hmm. And, um, I started to look into what the statistics are for for the pass rate. And in 2009, it was an abysmal 
pass rate of not, of 7%. Really? Really. Wow. And so I, I realized that there was something that was out of sync. Either the, uh, the schools weren't doing an adequate job enough of helping their students understand what an MCC coach was and or the ICF wasn't helping people to understand what an MCC coach was. And it was probably a combination of both. It's not that bad anymore. I don't know what it is. Actually, we haven't heard the statistic lately. I believe it's more along the lines of 50%, but it still has a lot of room to improve. And so that's kind of why, you know, that in combination with, um, the fact that I, <laughs> there's so much to tell you here, Jason, I'm going to try to slow myself down. Like sure. there's so much to say. We'll get but there. <laughs> essentially, I would say that um, I, I embarked on a journey to really understand what the ICF was looking for. That was the first thing I did. I put 30 PCCs together and I invited different assessors to come on calls with us and I interviewed them, I grilled them, I offered myself up as, you know, doing um, exam, you know, mock oral exams, debriefing them with the entire group. And we did this for an entire year. At the end of that year, only four of that group decided to go on for their MCC. I have no idea what happened with the others, but only four of us did. And three of the four passed. Mm. Their first round after the fourth also passed, but I don't know how many tries it took her. Um, but the point is a three out of four pass rate was a heck of a lot better. So I knew I was on to something. And so what I, what I discovered was that masterful coaching is not a destination. Nobody has a magic answer. There's no little blue pill or red pill you can take and boom, you're a masterful coach. <sighs> Drat. You're, if only, right? Yeah. Um, it really is how we be with our clients. Coaching, you know, all those core competencies, they're there for a reason. And the revised core competencies are brilliant. The way they've reworded them, cultivating safety and trust, um, maintains agreements, maintains presence. They're there for a reason because when we hit all of those in a coaching call, then we are able to get that sustainable change revealed for, or the motivation um, revealed for our clients so we get the sustainable change. Yeah, I, I love that. And I'm also a big fan of the, the new core competencies. I think the language is much more succinct and, and concise, and it reflects the evolution of coaching and how it's responding back to both the, the landscape and the needs of a coach as we are truly internationally certified coaches. So going back to the essence of mastery, so I, I kind of have an understanding of the history and how trying to flip the script and assessing the assessors, so to speak, and dissecting it and finding out what's actually going on and why the ICF thinks this way and what they're looking for. What is it today? Who is the ideal person that should be looking at the essence of mastery. Right. Well, let me back up a little bit and just tell you how the summit came to be okay. in the first place. So back in 2017, I think it was, or 2016, a colleague of mine and I were looking to renew our credential. As you know, we have to do it every three years, right? Mm -hmm. We need a certain number of, of continuing education units. 
And having been a coach since 1997, it was a little challenging to find something that would really feel like I was growing my ability to coach my clients. I was looking for something that would stretch me. I think one thing we have in common as coaches is we're always looking to be more of ourselves, bring more of our skills, be even better and more effective, right? We're all here because of that, because we all are creating change. That's what draws us to be coaches. Mm-hmm. Um, but because there wasn't really something that really inspired me, we decided to create our own. And so it got born the first time with there were eight of us and we did it live and it was a lot of fun. And so basically the the core essence and I love the word essence of the essence of Mastery Summit is we don't have answers. There is no single landing place for what a masterful coach is. This is something we are in conversation with each other on. We are an exploration of. And this is where I really wanted to learn from my colleagues. Well, what do you think it is to be a masterful coach? It's beyond the ICF MCC. It really is How do we know we're being masterful? What are we looking for? What is that conversation? And bringing in the ICF core competencies helped me to really see that no matter what level you're at, those core competencies are quite brilliant because they all show up. And when they all show up, there's flow, there's responsiveness, there's change, all things are possible. So as you're going through and you've been digging deeper, not just checking the boxes and say, hey, let's make sure that we're hitting these benchmarks and we're we're saying these things and we're using these tools, but that you're trying to find what it actually means to be a masterful coach. What has surprised you on this journey? That's a great question, Jason. Um What I'm seeing is a commonality every time I have a conversation with another masterful coach. Every year, this is our fourth year, we're actually launching it, which I'm really excited about. Mm -hmm. We're launching it International Coaching Week. So that they just announced the dates. That's May 4th through 10th. On the 10th, there's a great big celebration, the 25th anniversary of ICF. So our closing date from the summit will be that. So when we're going for ICFCCU's offering a course, we're doing a blended learning. So there's a live, a seven hour live event on May 4th, 5th, and 6th. Mm-hmm. Then in addition to that, when somebody purchases a ticket, they'll have access to uh, an all uh, access mem- private members area where they'll be able to watch their uh, audios, vi- listen to the audios and videos, get bonuses from the speakers, access the speakers directly and so on. Um, and they have access to that for life. They have access to those uh, recordings for life. And the CCEUs are good for a year. So they, you know, if they decide that they want to come to the first live event, and there'll be three of them. I have one in May. There'll be another in September and another in December to try to catch all the different time zones around the world so that those people who are living in Singapore may not want to come to an event that's, you know, one o'clock or three o'clock in the morning to make sure that everybody around the world will be able to come to those, at least one of those three events. Um, And so uh, the live event is actually called, um, you can bring a horse to water, but is that mastery? How being, um, um, how is it? How being responsive is different from leading. And that's another one that's, it's just a really interesting, I love that topic. So I think that 
when you ask me what surprised me, and I'm going to come around to that, it's that there's a commonality in all of every masterful coach comes at it from the same place. No matter who I speak to, no matter what country they're in, mm-hmm. we're coming from a place of no, no judgment. There is, um, and I will be really corny here when I say this, and <laughs> maybe you'll laugh at me and I'm okay with that. Um, but it really is coming from a place of universal love. You know, it's it's a meeting of peers where we are partnering, where that conversation is all about that client. It's the one conversation in the world that is not about the other. It is only about the client. And when we meet them there without thinking we know anything about them, when we come with no judgment, not coming from any ego, because ego gets in the way, we really have to get out of the way of our clients. That's the biggest piece. Like, how do we do that, right? Yeah, I don't think that the concept of universal love is corny at all. I think it's just that the idea of it has been contrived so much that we don't think of the power in things that I actually have similar struggles and similar aspirations as someone who's in Singapore, as someone who's in South Africa. And there are more things that I have in common with my fellow coaches around the world than maybe the same people on my block. It's not that I can't get along with them, but you know, when you're a coach, you're a coach. And those are your people and fellow coaches are your people as well. So I really actually enjoy that. And I think that we kind of need things more events that inspire love and inspire global unity. And even if it's something as, you know, that is not, uh, not as grandiose, but that the essence of mastery is for a very specific people and specific niche, I think that's doing a service. Thank you. I, that is actually the target. I made the, we made the ticket prices very affordable so that, you know, people can come to it from all around the world um, we're, we're targeting somewhere and it's impossible to say at this point because we don't have it confirmed yet by ICF, mm-hmm. but it's somewhere between 18 and 22 ICF CCEUs. The ticket price is $349. Um, however, all of my speakers will be offering their VIPs, different, um, VIP early bird rates. So be on the lookout if you're, if you're with any of my speakers uh, you have access to them. Make sure you get their their links because they'll be marketing to their audiences. Um, but this particular crew of speakers, panel of speakers that I have this year, I'm extremely proud to say they are truly multicultural, diversified, and global. They are all over the world. And it's been a bit of a challenge trying to get a diversified panel of coaches. Um, and this year I finally did. So um, and I, and the conversations that we have had have been revealing, inspiring, insightful. Everyone who listens to these conversations will come away with great tools and really understand more about the essence of what masterful coaching is and have access to a greater network than they would have had before. Yeah, I think that's actually fairly affordable considering most CCE classes are on the $40, $50 mark per credit hour and to almost get enough for your certification in one shot, even though, yes, it's an intensive, uh, it seems 
very, very advantageous. So I'd like if you do, can you share maybe another highlight from the the essence of mastery that you're really looking forward to? I'm looking forward to the live events. Um, one of the things that we didn't have any of back when I was applying for my MCC was actually a live coaching demo to actually listen to what masterful coaching sounds like. So it was really, you know, groping in the dark. I really didn't have a clue. And so, you know, um, being able, so these three days, it's made, it's seven hours, the live events. So the first live events kicking off, as I said, uh, with International Coaching Week, um, May 4th from, I think it's May 4th and 5th from 10 a.m. till noon Eastern time. And then on the 6th, we're going for three hours. We're going from 10 a.m. till 1 p.m. Eastern time. There's going to be presentation, but it's also live and interactive. So there'll be coaching demos, we'll be debriefing, there'll be opportunity for Q&A. And I love being able to interact with the audience because they're really hungry for this. Coaches want to be really good at what they do. This is our craft. And $349 is like a no-brainer to spend getting, you know, more skills. And they have access to these recordings for an entire year. So it's not like you have to be at all of them and watch all of them in one shot. You have an entire year to watch them. You write reports inside of this uh, blended learning environment. And then you attend one of these live events in order to qualify for the CEUs. Like all live events, there'll be a password at the beginning and a password at the end. And they'll have to enter that inside the area to prove that they've been there. Sure. But the exciting piece is getting to explore with you know, all levels of coaches, not only experienced ones, but also really new ones. That's what masterful coaching is. And again, I don't promise I'm going to hit it out of the ballpark because mm -hmm. I can't promise that, but I always do my best. And I will be very clear where I'm not if I don't. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, this is this is the the first time I know that we we do have some association because Diana, uh, who's a part of Hawthorne Union, is going to be a part of the Essence of Mastery. But this is my first time hearing about, it and I'm getting excited. So yeah. I think I think you are going to hit it out of the park. I have a really good feeling. Well, we thank you. I appreciate that, Jason. And Diana's interview was fantastic. I can't wait for you to hear it because it was really she's such an interest. And you know, we were talking because she's applied for her MCC, mm -hmm. and that's another thing. We've actually had some. So Diana has been uh, an Essence of Mastery Summit participant since the beginning. Oh wow! As, as have a few other of our panelists, uh, speakers this year, and now she's going to be possibly we're hoping we're going to be celebrating that she has um her mcc by the time this launches international coaching week and wouldn't that be exciting to be able to celebrate with her on that but that's what i love about this because some of our participants have the opportunity to be featured on this summit that is the stance i'm taking with the summit is let's contribute to each other's success and growth, get the word out to the world about what truly masterful coaching is, raise the bar on coaching mastery skills, and then bring it out into the world. Because the bottom line, Jason, is that when you have that kind of conversation with each other on this planet, everything can change. Yeah, I like that. And so, Annie, thank you so much for, for sharing with me all about the essence of mastery. And you know, I, for, for me, you know, 
I know that there are master coaches out there in the Pikes Peak, Colorado region, but they're rare. And so now that I have one in front of me, I am <laughs> interested how a master coach keeps her shop, her saw sharpened, right? How do you perfect your craft and keep things fresh and exciting? What do you do at your level? So I don't necessarily sharpen a saw. That mm-hmm. sounds really harsh. <laughs> it's a metaphor. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I just, yeah. It's very graphic for me. Um, I One of the things that I continue to work on, I don't say I've got this mastered. I'm, you know, I'm really, really constantly cultivating my ability to stay present. I would say that is my path, my journey. And of course, that is a masterful coach journey as well. Stay present with our clients. Because the second we go into thoughts, that's when we're, we're we've lost them, right? We're, we're, that's where we think we know something when you're going to a question that you have for them, instead of really listening, mm-hmm. and, be, and being with them sometimes gives a lot of space and silence. But the ability to do that requires a great deal of discipline from our side as coaches. So I am a meditator, I have been now since 1974. 1973. So I've been meditating a long time. And what that offers me is an ability to connect with my own stillness with my own wisdom. And that is my foundation for self care. Um, I think we talked a little earlier about universal love. Mm -hmm. I think a good masterful coach must care there the self care starts with ourselves. You cannot be caring about another you cannot be loving with another until and unless you look, you have learned how to do that for ourselves. Our whole journey begins with ourselves. It's like putting on the, the oxygen mask first before you give it to your, I've never had it happen, but <laughs> you, know, you have to put it on your own face first before you give it to your neighbor. Um, so that self-care piece to me is, is essential. Well said. Wonderfully said. Well, thank you so much, Annie, for talking with me today and sharing me a little bit about the the history of your summit. And I really look forward to seeing how it goes. And for those that haven't heard of you before or heard of the Essence of Mastery, where can they find more about you and your summit? Thank you for asking that, Jason. The summit, um, right now, we've still got the information for 2019 on it, the essenceofmasterysummit.com. So it's exactly how it sounds, essenceofmasterysummit.com. I think we're aiming to get that live the first week of March. Tickets will be going on sale. All of the speakers and the schedule will be going up then. Um, So there'll be information there. And until that's live and has that new information, they can go to my website, which is radicalwisdom.com, radicalwisdom.com. I'm active on Instagram. I'm active on Facebook. I have um, an Instagram. I'm at Annie Gelfand MCC. And on Facebook, it's Radical Wisdom, Annie Gelfand MCC, I think. It's a big mouthful. Excellent. And we'll leave it there at that. Thanks so much. And until next time. Thank you, Jason. Thanks for tuning in. For more information on Hawthorne Union, you can go to www.hawthorneunion.com or reach us at info at hawthorneunion.com. 